With the threats of mask mandates and lockdowns, are we witnessing the return of COVID? Pastor Arthur Pulowski in Canada has been found guilty for essentially standing against COVID protocols. Today, Pastor Pulowski joins us to unmask what is really happening in our world. All of this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. We will be taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, have you heard lockdowns are coming back? I have heard that mentioned in, uh, you know, different circles, yes. I have seen it in school districts already in the United States. Here in Texas, too. Masks are coming back, they say. Yeah. Um, Of course, Alex Jones made a prediction, I think it was a week or two ago, and everyone wants to write that off as conspiracy because of Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be unfolding, and there should be yeah. more as it's been announced uh, here very soon. So I think we should make a bold proclamation and say no more lockdowns. No more. No more masks, no more lockdowns. All right, put it in the comments <laughs> if you are with us. No more lockdowns if you agree. Um, Doug, we have a very special guest, guest with us today, Pastor Arthur Pulowski. Mm-hmm. Um, we played his clip when he was um, uh, hollering at the police officers that were coming into his church during COVID, yeah. uh, the initial COVID lockdowns. He calls them Nazis, he yeah. tells them to get out of his church. Yeah. We played that clip here, mm-hmm. and uh, now we're blessed to be connected with him. So uh, let's get right into that because we're excited about today's conversation. Yes, Who knows are. what might come up? Pastor Pulowski, welcome to the End Time Show. Well, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to see people that have their eyes open and they are actually willing to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches during this time. Mm. We talk a lot about that, Pastor. And, uh, you know, can you just kind of get everyone up to speed? Because I know that... Uh, folks may not really know where things are with uh, your case. Uh, I, I asked you right before we went on if you were actually on house arrest, which is what I had heard. You did confirm that, but would you give everyone an update? Yeah, um, people have kind of seen what is happening in our church, in our city, in our country, um, you know, from that video get out. But my ordeal did not start with the lockdowns. My fight with the corruption started in 2005. I was told by the Canadian government that giving free goods and services is illegal, distribution of printed material illegal, congregating illegal, pretty much everything that is associated with Christianity was declared illegal. So that's where my my fight started. I read the constitution uh, we have we supposed to have a fundamentally guaranteed rights, criminal code of Canada. All of that has been thrown out out the window. Uh, of course, the human rights do not exist as well. And I fought them for over 10 years and I won in a court of appeal. Finally, uh, they left me be for a while and then the COVID came and I became the first Canadian to get a COVID ticket. Harassment, intimidation, my record was in 2020 where over 100 police officers showed up. Um, anti-terrorists, 52 police cars, chief of police, signed up with 15 
COVID tickets. And of course, I was uh, multiple times threatened with arrest. Ultimately, I was arrested five times, uh, total uh, 16 times, 340 citations, over 120 uh, court cases. During the lockdowns, I was arrested five times, like I said, and over 40 tickets, uh, criminal charges, inciting people to come to church, officiating an illegal gathering, participating in illegal gathering. I was even charged criminally for baptizing my daughter in a river in a public park out outdoors. Um, craziness at the highest levels, the laws thrown out, uh, just lawlessness. And um, I was arrested for uh, testifying before uh, Americans um, when I was touring here, upon arrival, I was arrested on a, a tarmac, stripped from the plane, thrown in prison, uh, charged criminally. And that's how it was going on throughout this ordeal. And eventually the truck convoy came, and I'm sure people are aware of what happened. It was this a beautiful, amazing, peaceful uprising of Canadians that finally said, enough is enough. <clears throat> we have our laws. We have our rights and those people have no right to take that away from us of course uh, we are all mistaken it looks like the politicians are not accountable there are no checks and balances uh, we do not have media anymore it's just propaganda the judges when the rogue uh, the crown prosecutors are chasing everyone and anyone that disagrees with um, uh, i guess with the caligula's uh, government right now uh, justin trudeau castro um, so anyway, fast forward, I delivered a sermon to the truckers and farmers uh, last year in February, a 19-minute sermon when the truckers asked me to come and cheer them up. And, and, you know, people needed their pastor. At that time, I was called Canada's pastor, freedom pastor. So they called me and they said, would you come and deliver a sermon, uh, do a service for us? So I did. We had Lord's Supper. We were singing hymns, I prayed for the people, and I gave a speech, a sermon, 19 minutes. During my sermon, I said to the Canadians to stand for God and state given rights, to do it for their children. And three times I said, do it peacefully, peacefully, uh, solidarity style, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., civil rights movement style. Simply, I said to the people, we can paralyze their system by a refusal to cooperate. If, the, if enough people will say, no more, not an inch, we're not going to um, work for the tyrants anymore, it's, it's over for the tyrants. We got that power. There's more of us than of them. Amen. So pretty much that's what I said. A few days later, I was arrested by RCMP. RCMP is like your FBI uh, detectives, um, SWAT team, anti-terrorists came a special unit. Um, I had undercover police, uniformed Calgary police. I was interrogated for hours, taken to prison, spent 45 days in solitary confinement, metal cages. Uh, they would drag me from my cell to a concrete cell, no water, no washroom. And then eventually I was kidnapped. They denied my access to my lawyers for three weeks. They confiscated my Bibles, would not give me a reading glasses and then eventually i end up in max spot for the most dangerous criminals in the country uh, and then eventually believe it or not i was taken to a psych ward without the evaluation of the doctors without the knowledge of alberta health services so that's what was done to me soviet style five different inmates already testified that um, during that time the guards were giving them incentives to murder me in prison um, so eventually i was released 
on strict conditions. I had to give up a lot of money and I was placed on house arrest. So I'm talking to you from my house arrest, mm -hmm. uh, which is a year and a half. I was um, charged with terrorism, interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the Defense Act. I was charged with um, breaching the release order and inciting mischief, which now we know is a thought crime. Pastor, so, we're, we're coming up on a break here. I hate to interrupt you, uh, but it does sound like you're going through some persecution, which a lot of people tell us we're not going to go through as believers, but we'll get more into that on the other side of the break and more into your story. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned on what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 endtime Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more End Time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. We've got open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're joined by Pastor Palowski from Canada, who is currently under house arrest. Uh, we're going to a clip now from back in the initial COVID days when the police invaded his church, and he very boldly proclaimed that they need to get out. So let's look at that. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. 
get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out, out, out of this property, you Nazis. Out, out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without the warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Pastor, where does this boldness come from? Well, definitely it's not coming from me. I mean, I would be too terrified, too scared to <laughs> fight the biggest evil giants of the land. But you see, God has been reminding me through the Bible. Of course, I think this is the problem in our churches. Christians do not know the word of God. Yeah. I, uh, strength comes from knowing who our God is and knowing who we are in God. And I quite often went to the scripture with, of course, David and the fight with the giant called Goliath. And um, he was not uh, having a discussion. He was not having a debate. He was not, um, you know, uh, doing a tactical maneuvers. Um, no, he saw the opportunity. Like I quite often say in a church that uh, David would never achieve what God had. David, David would never enter the destiny if he would not uh, be willing to tackle the bear and then the lion. He would never be able uh, to face Goliath if it was not for that. And Goliath was an obstacle. Goliath was a mountain. And on the other side of that mountain was David's destiny. He would never become a champion. And then he would never become the king if he was not willing uh, to go and face uh, the Lord's enemies. And he did it with the word of God. You know, you came, you came to me with this and this and this, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Um, and so we have to go back to the word of God. And that's what I do. Every time I am feeling discouraged, I am feeling uh, defeated in this situation, I come back to God and say, God, my enemies are too strong for me, but... Uh, you know, you, when you show up, it's over for the enemies. And, and that's the difference. Uh, without God, we have been already defeated. With God, our enemies are already defeated. So when they harassed me and intimidated us for all those years, I stood on the promises of God. Because God has made us for such a time as this. And he's looking for any man, anyone. And quite often I said to God, well, God, I don't think I would use me. I would probably find somebody that is smarter more educated and with uh, definitely better English. Uh, but if you want to use a guy like me, so here I am, use me. And I guess he chose to to use me. That video, believe it or not, was watched by over a billion people around the world. To this day, people are contacting me that it was that 
video, which is just a few minutes of me being super angry at the devil and his representatives, kicking them out, gave people such a boldness and courage that it went uh, like a wildfire uh, around the world. Of course, you got to remember that those people came back with a vengeance. And to this day, I feel their wickedness, their vengeance on me, on my family. My brother David was arrested multiple times because of this. My son Nathaniel has been now uh, arrested multiple times. He has a warrant for his arrest as we speak uh, right now. So they're coming after our children, just like I said at the very beginning. You got to remember, I am a Polish immigrant. I grew up behind the Iron Curtain. I've seen this movie before. And I'm telling you, you must change the script or you will experience hell. You must push. You must fight. And if you don't want to do it, if you want to, if you don't want to do this for yourself, fine. Do it for the children and their children. So that's what I'm doing. When they entered that church illegally, uh, breaking the criminal code of Canada, section 176, one, two, and three, the only thing I had for those people, it was Passover. It was a sermon that God gave me, let my people go during that time. The only thing I had for the devil was get out. That's it. Imagine if every shepherd of God's people would do that. Just that. Amen. Get out, devil. Get Amen. out. You see, what happened in the past three years, God has given us a greatest opportunity to be a witness, global witness for him, and church failed. Instead of shepherds fighting for the sheep, that's why God has given us a staff and a stick. What did we do? Globally, we gave the sheep that God entrusted us with to the mouths of the wolves. This is the greatest failure I have ever seen in a history of mankind. This was the first time, historically speaking, that the churches closed their doors mm -hmm. globally. It has never been done uh, before. So uh, we got three categories of people. You've got Azabs that sold his inheritance, just like many Christians right now, for a bowl of soup. Comfort, right? I want to have my a pension. I want to have my vacations. I want to keep my house. I want to keep my, you know, five cars. And then you've got Judas's Iscariots. Uh, while they were willing to sell their faith, their God, the people, their families, their children, just for silver coin. And then you've got majority like Peter's. Peter's was, Peter was terrified. He was just scared. So God is wooing. He's calling the Peter's to come. And I'm telling you, if the Peter's will repent, if they will come back to God and say, God, I blew it. I got so scared. I was terrified. The fear got the best of me. But please restore me. Help me. Give me the courage of a lion. I believe that God is going to forgive those people and he's going to restore them back into the positions that they were always supposed to have. So my message to the people is come back to God. Don't run away from God. Come back to God and he will clean you up. He will restore you. He will elevate you. And also, I want to just say to you, Shadrach, Michigan, and Benegu is such a perfect story for such a time as this, because they had an option. They could bow, as I call it, before the golden uh, muzzle, the golden mask, but they chose not to. And what happened to them? They were bound and they were thrown into the fire, but it was in the fire. And I want the people to hear this. It was in the fire that God dealt with their enemies, not outside of the fire, in right. the fire. They were set free in the fire. They had an encounter with the living God. How many of you would like to have an encounter with the living God face to face? Amen. Well, he shows up in the fire. 
Yeah. In the fire, they were set free. In the fire, they had a global testimony. And in the fire was their promotion. So Christians, instead of running away from the fire, I think we should run towards the fire because that's where our promotion is. Yeah, You can support Pastor Pulowski at streetchurch.ca, as you can imagine. Uh, he is um, dealing with a lot of legal battles, and so he does need our support. But... Uh, as he will tell you, that is not where all this money goes. He's giving uh, food away, and, and he can talk more about that here in a moment, all the efforts that they're doing with uh, passing out Bibles and food. But uh, help support him at streetchurch.ca. Now, Pastor, um, you're talking our language. I mean, it feels like it's just another show because we say a lot of this <laughs> stuff that you're saying. Yeah. Our team gathers here for prayer every single morning. That's how we start every day as a team. And so just this last week, we actually received a prophetic word that the time of, of hoping for things from me um, is over. You should leave here boldly making proclamations and believing that it's so and walking forward in it in confidence. Um, this is not the message that you hear around churches, definitely in the United States and a lot of places globally. You're saying this right now. How is this, I guess, applicable to just an everyday person? Well, I mean, God is knocking at the hearts of the people globally. Every single time there is something that is being done, like what we have witnessed in the past three years, that God allows to happen, or sometimes he's behind it, that's his wooing, asking people to come back to him. I'll tell you my visions, my prophetic, uh, prophetic uh, encounters with God uh, before this happened. About five years ago, I would say, maybe a little bit longer than that, he spoke to me and he said, you're about to witness the greatest separation uh, between the sheep and the goats and the sheep and the wolves. And then about half a year before this great lie that happened, I had a vision and I saw a fence and I knew that this fence was representing the whole world and the people were sitting on that fence. There were so many people. I could not see the end of the fence with so many people and I knew that God was showing me the whole world and lots of people were sitting on the fence. I saw two powerful hands. I knew those are the hands of God. And he grabbed that fence and he started to shake that fence violently. And he kept shaking. And I saw people falling to the left and to the right, to the left and to the right. And he did not stop. He kept shaking that fence. When he was done, there was no one sitting on the fence. And he spoke to me. And this is what he said. When I'm done shaking, everyone will have to choose either me or the devil. Mm -hmm. Some time ago, he spoke to me and he said, I came with mercy, love and grace, but they have rejected me. I will have my revival, but it will come through the fire. And when he said that, immediately I knew difficult times are coming for the people. I knew that the fire was representing testing, purification. I think that God was not happy with the church's state. We have become more like the Pharisees and the Sadducees of old. We have become compromised, greedy. Our churches look more like entertainment centers mm -hmm. with clowns juggling before the people for their wallets than actually preaching the word of God. So God is coming back. And I've heard that so many times, my friends. God is coming back. And I said, uh, no, he's not coming back now. Because in the Bible it says, you see, again, we got to go back to the word of God, to the foundation, that he's coming back for a glorious church. 
And what I see is not glorious. Actually, it's far from it. It's opposite than glorious. So I knew that God is not coming yet. Why? Because first he will have to purify his church. And that's exactly what he is doing right now. He is intensifying the fire. He's purifying his gold. He is making the diamonds that are being made in the middle of Earth's crust under a huge fire, a huge temperature. So if you want to be a diamond, well, you have to go through the fire. If you want to shine like Jesus, like gold, you have to go through the purification process. Now we know who is who in the zoo. We know who is real, who is fake, who was a real shepherd, and who was just a hired gun, who really believed the word of God. Because you see, you cannot have it both ways. You cannot be wavering between two opinions. You must choose. Either you believe God or you believe the government. Either you believe Jesus or you believe the president. I mean, you can't have it both ways. If Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, that means it doesn't matter what kind of a pandemic, pandemic or viruses are around. I obey God because God knows what he's doing. And when he says, lay hands on the sick, I lay hands on the sick. Believe it or not, throughout this crazy three years, I've never shut down the church. We always had people in our house. Uh, we had dinners. We had coffees. I visited people. I lay hands on them. I prayed for them. And guess what? No one died uh, on my watch. We all are healthy and strong and, and the church is flourishing. That's what God wants from everyone. But because he's a liar and a manipulator, the devil, he brings terror. He terrorized the entire world and, and, and blanketed it with fear. What we need to do, we need to blanket the whole world with courage. Look at me. I'm facing over 10 years of imprisonment. And I have a choice. I can go cry and poor me, poor me. Why is this happening to me? Or I can use this opportunity to tell the people that my God is bigger than their God. That greater is he that is in me than the one that is in them. I want to be like David, looking in the face of the giant and pretty much say in my heart, he's too big to miss. I will not be able to miss. He's just too big. This is my greatest opportunity Ever, Because on the other side of that, a mountain of a man is Arthur Pulaski's destiny. And he once he spoke to me, he said, there's nothing worse. There is no bigger tragedy. And I want I know I'm talking to someone there. There is no bigger tragedy for a human being than to miss his destiny in God. There are many people that have destinies. And God wants you to fulfill this destiny. Don't miss it because of fear. Don't miss it because of, 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 of the government. Don't miss it because some man said something. The Bible says, cursed is the man that puts trust in another man. We are to trust God. He's bigger. He's stronger. And guess what? He has everything under his control. Do you, do you think that God has been shaken from his throne because <laughs> Biden said something or Fauci Pinocchio said something? <laughs> No. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pastor Pulaski. We're going to keep going um, on the other side of the break. You can go to streetchurch.ca to support Pastor Pulaski and his effort there. We'll get more into that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss one minute of the end time show. understand what is taking place. Really many. 
except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell and special guest Pastor Pulowski from Canada who is currently under house arrest. A very inspiring and fired up man of God and we are pleased to have him on with us. Um, don't forget to share this video. Facebook, YouTube, they certainly don't want this type of messaging out. They're trying to suppress Pastor Pulowski by putting him on house arrest, but thank God for modern technology. We're able to tap in and have a conversation with him um, uh, through essentially FaceTime. So we're so grateful that he's with us today. Share this video, comment, love the video. That helps us out a lot. Break through the algorithms and get this messaging out to your friends and family. People need to be stepping up and being bold and making bold proclamations in Jesus' name. And so this is going to be an encouraging show for many people globally, so be sure to share it. All right, Doug, we're fired up here. We are pa- fired Pastor up. Pastor Pulowski is j- feels like one of us Yeah, it because really he's one does. of us. Well, you know, this that's true. And this is this word that's being spoken today, this is very encouraging for our listeners. And I feel like a lot of people in this nation right now need to stop being afraid. I know that there's a lot of fear being pushed in this nation right now. We see, uh, you know, things that are happening to our leaders uh, that, you know, they've been accused of things and uh, they're being tried and convicted on different things. And we're, we're looking at, like you said, this other uprising of COVID, and they're already talking about lockdowns again and all these crazy things that are getting ready to happen. But, uh, you know, Pastor Pulowski said something a while ago, and, and I want to remind everybody, this is what we teach at End Time because we are about prophecy, and this is what we talk about. So Daniel 11, and everybody knows where I'm going, I'm sure, that follows this ministry. But it says, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. This is a, a prime example, like the video we showed a while ago, where Pastor wasn't afraid to stand up to these police officers and to these people that were coming into his church trying to shut him down. He was doing what God told him to do. He was keeping those church doors open and he was shouting in their faces for them to leave that church and leave his flock alone. But then it also says, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. A lot of times we stop there. But the scripture goes on, Vince, and we've talked about this before. It says, yet they shall fall by the sword and by the flame and by captivity and by spoil for many days. 
So, folks, even though we can stand up to this stuff, we can't be afraid of this. Some of us may have to go through some of this stuff, and we've got to well, understand One of us that. here is. Absolutely. This pastor is going through it right now. And the captivity and um, just being harassed over and over, his family's being harassed, but yet he's still proclaiming the word of God and getting the truth out there. And that's what we need to be doing. It says, you know, the Bible tells us that they that understru- in, uh, understand, understand among the people... Uh, show instruct many. So we've got to be that. We've got to not be worried about the second part of that verse. We've got to be instructing many about what we understand and what we see coming. And programs like this get me fired up. And, and hearing the pastor talk and the things that he's saying go right along, lockstep with everything we talk about all the time, every day on this program. And so, yeah, I'm fired up too. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> pastor, um, streetchurch.ca We've talked a little bit about that. We've directed people to go there to help support you. Um, you told us before the show what all you're doing. Can you explain that? D- uh, what would I, I guess we would like people to go there and donate to help support you. What all does that go to? Well, first of all, I my trouble, so all the arrests, all the courts, the hundreds of citations and over 120 court cases, all of that is related to that ministry. Okay. Of me being a pastor. Um, I was um, arrested and charged for illegally giving food to the homeless, for um, a distribution of printed material, Bibles, for congregating, for saving lives, literally. You see, every totalitarian government, every wannabe pharaoh, hates the church because the church uh, is under the umbrella or the leadership of king of kings and the lord of lords pharaohs want to be gods and they hate competition anyone that believes that there is something someone outside of the pharaoh and his realm is under attack so the governments right now want to control everything including church and ministries what we do For the past 24 years, we take the gospel to the streets. We go to the streets, but we don't just go with words. We go with Bibles. We go with worship. We go with barbecues. We go with tables and food. So at the same time where we are giving them the word from God, the bread of God, then at the same time we are filling and feeding their their bellies as well, giving them uh, what they need, the necessities of, of life. So it's not only I love you, go in peace, but I love you and all the tables that you see, all the goods that God has prepared for you are shouting, screaming that we really love you. We bring the cross in the name of Jesus so he can get the glory. And quite often when I preach over there, I say, look, that cross that you see, the cross that we bring for the past 20 some years, it shouts, it yells, words from God, I love you. So that's what we do multiple times a week. We go to the streets with the volunteers. We have preaching. We have testimonies. We have a worship. And, of course, we have barbecues and food for the homeless. Uh, Three times a week, we also meet in a building. So we also have a, a regular church where we teach theology and history, and we pray, and we have Lord's Supper. So six times a week, we are doing something. And I believe that that's what God wants. God wants us not to be just clever, sophisticated talkers, but he wants us to be doers of the word of God. Jesus didn't sat under a tree like Buddha and didn't say, come to me. Um, He went to the people. He went 
and he becomes like this aunt, like you and me. He dwelt among us and he showed us how the ministry was supposed to be looking like. Of course, the book of Acts, we are continue the book of Acts. That's the only, uh, the only book in the Bible that has no ending. Because God doesn't want us to end. He wants us to keep going. You, me, and uh, others around the world are supposed to write another chapter in a book of Acts. And during the book of Acts, of course, chapter 4 and 5, as you know, sometimes we will end up in trouble. And I just love the reply of the apostles. You know, people bombard me and attack me sometimes, especially religious people. Oh, Jesus' love. Jesus would never say stuff like this. Jesus would always obey the authorities. Haven't you read Romans 13, etc.? Of course, they, they don't understand the scripture because the Bible from the very beginning to the end is filled with people that just rebelled against unlawful, illegal laws that were enacted against the law of God. So in the book of Acts chapter 4, they were arrested and they were told, beaten, told not to preach. What do those people do? They say, you be the judges whom we are to obey, you or God. And off they went to the very place they were told by the government not to do it. Chapter 5, it has more precise answer. It says, we must obey God rather than man. And in my Bible, maybe you have a different Bible, but in my Bible that God has given us, it says, feed the poor, take care of the orphans and the widows. Uh, stand for justice, stand for righteousness, stand for holiness. Uh, our God is not a schizophrenic God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. I do not change, he said. You see, God is for justice. And what we see globally right now is injustice. And I would say to you, a good man that sees injustice, if it's truly a good man, will do everything in his power to rise up against that injustice. So, for example, if my neighbor was raping kids, it's up to me to stop him, to call the police, to get involved, uh, to risk the wrath of my neighbor, if you know what I mean. But that's my responsibility. The Bible says, if you know how to go to, to do good, if you know how to do good and you choose not to, it's a sin to you. So we're going to be judged not for what we have done and said only, but what we were supposed to do and what we were supposed to say, but we chose not to because I don't want to lose my friends. I don't want to end up with the ticket. I don't want to be arrested. Uh, I don't want to stir the pot, uh, you know, rock the boat, push the envelope, whatever. I've heard it all. Right. The, the Bible is very clear that we are to obey God rather than men. And that's what, in the end of the day, that's what it comes to. People have chosen to obey governments, evil, right. wicked people, rather than a holy God. And they will uh, be accountable for that. Don't kid yourself. Everything we do on this side of eternity, I'm telling you, you can eat and you can drink. But in the end of the day, you cannot leave the restaurant without paying that bill. That bill will catch up with you. And I, like I say to the people all the time, Christians are the most fascinating creatures out there. Because um, I met many Christians and they all said, I'm ready. Lord Jesus, come. But when he sends the ticket to the departure for the airplane, uh, no one wants to show up. Right? Mm -hmm. We all just want to continue. Eventually, every single one of us will face God the living God, naked. And we will give an account for everything we have done and everything we didn't do, but we were supposed to do. So I want to be on the side of eternity uh, with my Jesus 
that said to us, pick up your cross daily and follow me. If cost the father life of his own son, and if cost the son his own blood, do you really think that it's not going to cost you anything? That this whole thing is just roses without thorns? That it's kumbaya and I'm going to have millions of dollars and my life is going to be amazing and the enemy is not going to try to destroy you? If that's what you're thinking, you're delusional. Read Amen. the Bible again. The Bible is filled with difficulties. Jesus faced them. My wife, when I have my five minutes moments of whining and complaining, which I do from time to time, um, thank God for our women um, because she comes to me, stop it. Stop whining and complaining because I don't want to hear one day from the Lord that because of your whining, we didn't enter the promised land. Um, <laughs> also, she says, you would like to have it better than Jesus himself, right? <laughs> you think you're better than Jesus. They hated him. They will hate you. Uh, they persecuted him. They will persecute you. You see, Jesus went all the way to the cross and he said to us, pick up your cross. Uh, daily so those are the guarantees yes it's going to be glorious rejoice and be glad that things happen to you why because there is a great reward from god himself mm -hmm. that is attached to your suffering because of the evil uh, doers so we just have to go through that valley and we have a guarantee that even if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death we fear no evil and you mentioned about fear you know 365 times at least in the Bible, God says to us, fear not, do not be afraid. The enemy shows up with fear and terror. And God says, hey, did you, are you awake, Art? <laughs> okay, if you're awake, I'm telling you again. I've told you already, but I'm going to say it again every single day until the day you, are, uh, you die. Fear not, because I am with you. Yeah, sounds like you have a very wise wife there. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you a quick question about another way that they were... Uh, persecuting people during that trucker strike was they were attacking people's uh, bank accounts and shutting down bank accounts and things like that. Have you experienced that as well? Have they come after you financially and attacked your bank accounts or your uh, organizations that way? And, and Pastor, we have a minute before the oh, break, sorry. <laughs> so you can answer some of it, but I might have to cut you off. Yeah, so yes, they did. A month and a half, my account was frozen. Uh, later, they apologized and they said there was a mistake, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they are trying everything in their power. Intimidation, harassment, hurting. I mean, I uh, lost uh, millions of dollars in this fight. Mm -hmm. uh, my houses, my property. Uh, so it's a price. Again, it's a price that you have to be willing to pay to follow uh, on a, a step, you know, in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, in the end of the day, he owns the silver, he owns the gold, he owns all the cattle on the Thousand Hills. If he wants to give it back to me, there is no problem. His hands are not too short. All right, we've got one more segment with Pastor Pulaski. Don't go anywhere. We've got some important questions to ask him on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time Message. 
Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell, special guest, Pastor Pulowski from Canada. Uh, you can support him and his ministry at streetchurch.ca. We don't have much time with him uh, left on this show, so we're going to get right back into it. Pastor, um, what do you say to people who um, say around you or say to you that what you're going through will never happen to them? You know, I'll never be persecuted, Nothing, anything like that. What do you say to those people? Well, first of all, read the Bible. That would be the number one thing. <laughs> Second, um, learn history because history is repeating itself over and over again. And, of course, that's what God is saying to us, that there's nothing new under the sun. What was, it will be again. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We've seen this movie before. Uh, they're just flipping the pages of the same script. We've dealt with pharaohs before. We've dealt with the totalitarian uh, rulers. I mean, even in a recent history, Adolf Hitler. And again, you got to remember, I'm a Polish immigrant, right? I grew up learning about Adolf Hitler and his Nazi party every single day. And then I lived under the boots of the Soviets, communism and socialism, uh, where we were being taught that Dietuszka uh, Stalin, Grandpa Stalin, was the savior of of the world and uh, that there is no God, of course, um, because you are to worship the state. So I would say to you, look at the history and then you will be able to see what's really going on and read the Bible because the Bible is very clear on the subject. There's no uh, speculation here. So we must go through it, but we must go through this with the fate of Daniel when he was told by the government that he is no longer allowed to Pray. We must go with the courage of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, we must do what the men of a different spirit, as God called uh, Caleb and Joshua. We must believe that my God, our God, is bigger than the villains. We must be like David, that Luke stirs at the giant and says in his heart, My God, thank you, Jesus. This dude is so big, I will not be able to miss it. Um, it's a, such an easy target. We must be like uh, Deborah and Esther for such a time as this. God raised us up. I mean, if we don't believe in the word of God, we are the most pathetic out of them all. Um, without faith, the Bible says you cannot please God. Faith is a currency in the kingdom of God. You must believe who your God is and you must understand who you are in God. You are a son. You are a daughter of the living God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's a roaring lion. He is coming back to judge the living and the dead. My enemies are only alive because my father is allowing them to be alive because he still has a purpose for their life, for his glory. So when you look at our enemies, they, they are still alive because God wants to use them. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, Pastor, also you, you said something interesting there. We understand from the prophecies and what we look at in the book of Revelation that the one world government beast, when all these nations join together and the Antichrist steps up out of those nations, that it's going to be a, a scarlet colored beast. And we associate the color scarlet or red with communism or socialism. And so what you're dealing with and what you've seen in Poland, what you're seeing now in Canada, this is very much a communistic idea and and a model that they want to make the entire world. We see it happening here in our country as well uh, by labeling us domestic terrorists because we believe in the word of God and we speak out against the evil that we see our government trying to do to us. Just like you said earlier, you've been labeled a terrorist. And we see the same thing from the Obama administration here who called Christians uh, that believe fundamentally the Bible and everything it teaches that we are domestic terrorists. And we also saw our own President Biden make a big speech one Thursday night and call people that followed Uh, you know, these beliefs, domestic terrorists. So my question is, do you see the same thing we do with that scarlet colored beast being this one world government that will be um, the communist party really leading this nation? Yeah, eventually. But I don't think we are there yet. I think um, before that happens, I know that there is going to be a global revival. Everything we're seeing right now has been done globally. Right. And mm-hmm. I believe that God is going to have his final say globally as well. And then the end will come. I believe we're not there yet. I uh, believe we are in a birth pains. I believe everything is being unfolded slowly, but we're not there yet. I do not believe we are in a tribulation yet. I believe that before that happens, God is going to give or have his final harvest. I truly believe that after uh, the misery, after the difficulties, um, people will cry out uh, to God. But definitely the system that is coming, it will be a godless system. It will be a communist, socialistic, fascist system, a hybrid, if you will, or hydra, hydra with many with many hats. I want to share with you, when I was coming to your country on a tour after I was arrested in the middle of the highway on, on my knees uh, by anti-terrorists, and that, that went viral as well, I went to United States to warn Americans about what's coming, what is happening to Canada is going to come eventually to America. <clears throat> and I remember praying in a plane. I said, God, what do you want me to tell Americans? I, I mean, I'll share my story. I will, I'll tell them what's happening. But what do you specifically want me to tell the Americans? And here is what he said to me, which was quite interesting, at least to me, for you know, being a Polish immigrant living in Canada. He said this, tell this great American ego that it's time for that eagle to rise up once again and start flapping its wings. So first of all, he calls you a great American eagle. So he acknowledges you're a power horse. Also, he says you are to uh, rise up once again. That means you did it before, and it's time for America to do that again, come to the rescue. I'm sending SOS. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now uh, to you because we're in trouble. And also, he said start uh, to start moving its its wings that means there is a call to action don't just sit and pray but you know pray and go we have the saying in our ministry uh, winners never win win winners never quit and quitters never win and we also say uh, that you pray 
and you go, you do not go without prayer. So you always pray, but you go and you do what you just prayed about. And I think if Americans will grasp that, if America, if this great eagle will start moving and flapping its wings, it will be over for the wannabe pharaohs. So I think God is preparing the stage. He's shaking globally that fence. He is forcing people to choose either the devil or him. And out of that, out of that chaotic shaking, if you will, and, and an emotion, I believe that God is going to raise his remnant that will lead the charge for the greatest harvest that this earth has ever seen. And, um, and after that, well, it's in the hands of God. Now, Pastor, I just want to just, I, I think I know the answer to this already, but I want to make sure our audience knows. Do you subscribe to End Time Plus? Do you watch this show regularly? <laughs> Well, I'm I, sorry to disappoint you, but I'm so busy. I have not uh, watched any of your uh, podcasts and, and TV shows. Uh, you don't but, disappoint me, but you said the great American Eagle, and you talked about the greatest revival is ahead, and you've said many phrases throughout your, uh, as you've talked today, and our audience is commenting in all the threads saying, <laughs> Look at that, look at that. So, so yeah. Doug, the great American eagle, why is that relevant for what we talk about? Yeah, because that's exactly what we believe Scripture tells us. Uh, in the book of Daniel and in the book of Revelation, we believe that uh, symbolically we are the eagle that God talks about there. And, uh, and we also believe that there is going to come a time when this nation has to step up and, and take care of some things and start flapping our wings again. And so the and things that you're saying... will be around just yeah, before the second Right coming before of Jesus, Jesus comes yeah. back. And so, uh, yeah, that's one of our teachings there that we teach. And for you to say that, that got our, our watchers, our viewers very excited. So, uh, yeah, we you are know, in lockstep with you, Pastor. You know why? Because, you know, we're serving the same God. I mean, the spirit is the same yeah. and he will give us a confirmations mm-hmm. and I need confirmations. And it's, it's so amazing how our God is, is such a fascinating, amazing, loving, compassionate God. Um, he will give us those confirmations when we are knocking. He will open when we're seeking. We'll find and I find it, um, you know, amazing that God will bring that confirmation into our lives and simply say you're on the right track. Keep yeah. going, keep plowing, keep Amen. putting that seed. In the end of the day, you will never see the harvest unless you're willing to take the stones away, plow the field, go through the motion of being, you know, tired and, and dirty and sweat and dust and and then you have to put that seat in the ground you know farmers are fascinating people because they're literally throwing money into the dirt mm-hmm. believing having a faith that one day they're going to see a great harvest and that's what we need to do we got to plow remove the stones and we got to put that seed out there and god is going to confirm that seed that one day that seed is going to give us a great harvest so um, thank you for the confirmation because I've never heard anyone having a very you know similar vision to the great eagle. So now you have confirmed this in my heart that what I heard from God was the true word of God, and and that God really wants to use United States of America uh, because you got to remember you have a covenant, mm-hmm. and God is God of covenant. Yeah. You have a covenant with the living God, and I'm I'm saying. Uh, you know, America is not perfect. It was never perfect. There's no such a thing as perfect man outside of Jesus. But it was a covenant. Canada has also a covenant with God. And God is knocking and reminding us of that covenant 
and bringing our nations back. But you got to remember when before healing can come, you have to cut out the cancer. So he's just revealing us in your country, in my country, about that cancer. And then being a surgeon, it's a bloody business. You got to open that patient. You got to cut the cancer out. You got to sew him back in. He's going to be, you know, having scars. He's going to be in pain, but it's necessary for that patient to survive. So think of America and Canada as the patient that God is now having on his operation table, uh, cutting the cancer out, exposing the evil in front of our very eyes in order for us to be able to cut it out. Pastor, End Time Plus is our streaming service, and I'm getting messages all over the place saying, you need to get this guy a show on End Time (laughs) Plus. So uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us today. We are running out of time, but you do have a little bit um, about a minute or so, if you could just leave us with whatever last words you would like to. I just want to remind you, I mean, my story is uh, for some years tragic and, uh, you know, so many arrests and so much hardship. I mean, I lost most of my hair. I see you. Uh, I'm already there. Yeah, yeah. I'm following you in your steps. Um, but, but the thing is, I want the people to remember that we are lions and lionesses following the lion from the tribe of Judah. And I said that thousands of times. I'm going to say it again. We are lions. Lions do not bow before the hyenas. We eat them for breakfast. So go out there and have your lunch. Do not bow before evil. Do not make deals with hyenas. Just go out there and say, my God is the God. He is the only one. He's the Alpha and Omega, and with him, we will never lose. On the cross, it did not say, I need your, you know, I need this, I need that. He says it is finished. So the victory is a guaranteed for us. We know how the story ends. We win. The enemy just doesn't know it yet. Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. It's been one of the fastest hours that we've ever had. <laughs> uh, please go support Pastor Pulowski at streetchurch.ca. He is facing jail time. He has he went over. He's been arrested many times. His son has been arrested. His brother's been arrested. And uh, it sounds like if all of them go to jail, his wife's going to be holding the fort with no problems. <laughs> but do pray for this family. Uh, go support them at streetchurch.ca. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the End Time Show. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch that endtime.com and participate in thousands of hours of free content available by our partners at endtime.com slash give. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.